Welcome to Solitude, a podcast for women ages 40 and older, hosted by Ann Calcutt and Shelley Roy. As life coaches, we believe that thoughts create your sense of self and enrich well-being. Stay tuned for tips and stories on how to thrive after divorce, career changes, difficult relationships, and transitions. Our goal is to help you live authentically through mindset practices. Well, welcome, 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 everybody. So a friend of mine the other day was listening to our podcast and she said, I just love that opening music. So it's hard not to sort of dance. I know it is. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back. It has been quite a week. I hope every one of our listeners who is a mother had a fabulous Mother's Day. And now yep. it seems like May is almost over, which is shocking to me. Welcome to today's podcast. It, it always seems to me, especially in schools, that it goes super fast because we try to cram everything right into the very end of the year. But anyway, welcome. And like Anne said, I hope you're, if you were, are a mother um, I, or celebrated with your mother, um, I hope you created an amazing experience. Uh, today, we thought we would talk about, and this may come because I've been working a lot with middle school kids this week week and took a three-day trip in 95 degree heat at the amusement parks. Um, but we thought we would talk about boundaries and structures. And in particular, um, you know, our tar target audience is women dealing mostly with transition, very often divorce, but other forms of tr transition. And so I wanted to just talk, sort of start today with that piece probably the person that's most well known for the topic of transition. So let me separate the two. Change is what happens. And usually and very often it's outside of us and we don't have any control over it in many cases. Transition is the process that we use to renorm or to sort of get back to some sense of stability in our own lives. It's typically internal and psychological. And the person that's probably written the most or most well-known for that um, is a man by the name of William Bridges. And he talks, it, talks about it in terms of three stages. The, and I wish that these stages could go boom, 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 but they typically don't. It's like way more like a marble cake. Um, and the first is endings, uh, taking a look at what's ending. Um, the second stage is the what they call the neutral zone. I think of it as wandering in the desert. It's a fallow time. It's um, a, a time to sort of, well, actually, I'm going to give you an analogy to cocoon yourself. And the last is a new beginning. Um, so often the um, the analogy people use for the process is to talk about it in terms of a butterfly and the life cycle of a butterfly. So that's can plant that seed in your head. It starts out as a caterpillar. Um, it goes into a cocoon. And then the best part, it emerges as a beautiful butterfly in the end. And so we thought we'd talk about 
how boundaries and structures, or you can think of structures sometimes as habits or procedures or um, routines that you put into place, how those two things during those times can be helpful to you. So Anne, any quick thoughts about that? Um, boundaries are something that I've really never been good at. I am in the process of learning to become much better. And I, I want our listeners to know that when I set boundaries, I am served way better than allowing um, chaos in my life. And I see the importance and the value of setting boundaries. And I will say that it is a process. You, it is something you have to work towards. It is not something that comes easily to many people, and I'm, I'm one of those people. Um, and I've learned a lot from you, Shelley. I mean, you've coached me um, in many, many times <laughs> during our friendship. And um, I've had trouble with boundaries. But I, I will say that once you begin the practice, you become aware of how important boundaries are in every aspect of your life, not just in the more critical areas, not just during a crisis. So I'll let you continue to, to share some of your personal experiences and then yeah. I'll, I'll share some of mine. Yeah, I, I think um, one of the things when I think about boundaries is I think what boundaries do is help us feel safe. That's that's the piece that I think is uh, probably most important for our listeners to think about is that when you put a boundary in place, you're protecting yourself. In particular, you're protecting your psychological safety. And, and I think we have a tendency to think that boundaries... Um, are, are sort of not healthy, but actually they're super healthy. Um, one of the boundaries that, just as a quick example, when I was going through my divorce um, and my children's father was moving out, once he moved out, I needed to draw a clear boundary about this now becoming our house in a new way. Our house at that time then became our house, my two sons and mine. And so one of the boundaries I put very firmly in place is he was welcome to come over and get the boys anytime he wanted, but he was not allowed to come into the house. Um, he could stand on the porch. He could um, be in a car in the driveway. Um, we had a very long driveway. He could be out in the yard. I didn't care, but I did not want him in the house. So that was a very strong boundary I put in place. And it was really helpful to me in terms of recognizing I, I had some power in a situation where at the time I was probably feeling somewhat powerless. Um, with kids, I think this is a hard thing. Um, at that time, my kids were just becoming, one was already a teenager and one was becoming a teenager. And boundaries are important for kids. Um, I, I think we don't have to set them too tight. I'm not a big rule setter, but 
I do think it's important for kids to have boundaries and understand what those boundaries are. For my kids, a boundary that I have pretty much always had is you could pretty much watch whatever movie you wanted, but it couldn't play out in your life in the house, right? Like if it had foul language, I didn't want to hear the foul language. You guys, the, my son speaking in that way. If it was very physical action movie, I didn't want them being physically and, and doing that with each other. So the idea was you learning to take what you were seeing and recognize you don't have to be that way. And we've had many discussions with them about that. And still today, they're in their 30s and they still watch their language around me, which I find quite interesting. But that's because in our home, it was a very clear boundary put in place. So thoughts, Anne? Well, it's interesting because when I was going through my separation, I, I did not set a lot of boundaries and it was very chaotic for me. Um, my ex-husband helped me move into my apartment. Um, that did not really serve me well. Uh, I know we don't like to talk about going back and saying I should have, but I can see now how it would have served me better had I simply allowed all of my friends who also helped me move that day if I had just allowed them to help versus my ex-husband. So once I started setting boundaries with my ex-husband, our relationship improved and communication improved. And, and now there are boundaries and our relationship is good. Um, and, and that makes a difference. My mind is clearer. Uh, physically, I feel much better. It, it's just something that I needed to to work on. And it's very interesting that as an educator, I, for years, I had no difficulty setting boundaries in my classroom. I had lots of structure. I had lots of boundaries. I wanted my students to feel safe and know the routine. And um, it was easy for me to set boundaries for them but it was difficult for me to set boundaries in my personal life. Now it's a lot easier. And in fact, um, just recently um, I have put in some established some boundaries in my personal life that are much easier for me now because of the lessons that I've learned in the past. Um, and as a woman who is, you know, aging and has experience, I see the value in that. I, I've learned some lessons along the way and now I'm putting those lessons, um, I'm using those lessons as I move into to the future. And, and I'm not just referring to lessons in um, male-female relationships, I'm also referring to lessons in female relationships, family relationships, and boundaries and structure are very important in, in both. So I want our listeners to know that there are many different ways that you can set boundaries and establish structure. And it's a process just as everything is. 
And I have found that it does serve me well to establish and maintain both structure and boundaries. Yeah, I think when I when I think about boundaries, um, I just they always used to laugh um, when I worked for the State Department in Minnesota. I would always be the first one when we were out at an event or whatever to ask what the rules were, right? What I wanted to know the boundaries, right? And and they would all laugh at me they because they always said, Shelly, you're not going to follow them anyway. Why are you the one asking? <laughs> and, and it was always for me, I needed to know where they were, right? I, that that gave me the parameters from which I could operate, right? I just, I needed to know where the boundaries were. I think I've always sort of been that way. Um, we've sort of talked about boundaries in terms of setting them with others. And I think, I think especially when you're going through a transition, you also need to put boundaries on yourself, right? Or you become overwhelmed or your life becomes chaotic, right? So I know one of the boundaries that I set for myself and when it kind of feeds into the structure or routine piece a little bit. Um, if you can't tell from those of you that can see me, um, I have a tendency to want to eat my feelings, <laughs> physically eat my feelings. And I, well, I was raised Scandinavian and it's not that we don't have feelings. We just are not supposed to put them out in the world. Um, so, so one of the things that I said to myself when I was going through my divorce in particular is I am not going to use drugs, alcohol, or food to manage this process, right? So the boundary I set with myself is those were not the ways I was going to deal with it, right? That was a boundary. And it was really helpful for me to constantly say that to myself. I will not use drugs, alcohol, tobacco, or, well, they're all drugs in my mind, or, or food to manage this, right? And it was really helpful. So the routine or the structure I put in place, so it's interesting how the two play together. The structure I put in place was to, every time I found myself standing in front of the refrigerator door, I, and it wasn't dinner time or lunchtime or, you know, a time that we typically would have a meal, I would find myself in front of the door and I would pause and I would go walk around the block one time and come back and see if I was still hungry. So I, I don't do that today. Maybe I should. But but at that time, I really needed some very something very, very structured to help me get through that in a way that was going to be helpful. Um, so that was that was for me a personal boundary I set right was um, to do that. And Anne knows this. Um, I still have one boundary that I sort of, I don't, I, I don't think I violate it maybe once every three years. I never drink alone, which is interesting because I'm, it, I'm making myself sound like I have a problem with alcohol, which I never have. And I never, <laughs> maybe I just don't know too many people, right. That have. So as you know, I, I won't, I don't do that. Right. I may have, uh, a beer or whatever in my refrigerator or whatever. And as you know, if we're out somewhere, I'll have a cocktail or whatever. But I just, I had seen too many people in my life that used that. And so there's, that's a really strong boundary for me that I've had for all, since I was graduated from college, pretty much. So, Anne, any personal boundaries for you? 
I've recognized within the last five to 10 years that once someone shows me who they really are, I am believing them the first time. Whereas previously, I was giving people second chances, even third chances, specifically family. And in my mind, most of my family is a train wreck. And, and I, have, I have just let that go. I, I've done the best that I can do, and I've, I've just let it go. But I'm really honing in these days on if someone shows me who they are and it does not serve me well, for example, if they do something to let me know that they are deceitful or manipulative or they're saying they don't like me, but they're not saying it to my face, but they're saying it to someone else to make sure that it gets back to me. I believe them and I'm setting boundaries to make sure that I don't allow that person in my life. I don't go out of my way anymore to, to um, give that person second and third chances. I am focusing on people who bring me joy, who bring positive energy into my life. And I am setting boundaries with those who don't. And that may seem harsh. That may seem um, somewhat oversimplified, but I'm 53 years old and I have learned a lot along the way, especially with relationships as far as friends, um, a lot of family relationships, uh, couple relationships, and, and I'm just, I'm not doing it anymore. If, if you don't want to be in my life and you, um, you don't like me, that's okay. I'm not for everyone. I'm only for certain people. And I'm, I'm just not going to be manipulated anymore. So I do set boundaries. And I have several in place right now. And it seems so empowering to know that I don't have to work so hard. I don't have to, to sit back and think, oh, what did I do to hurt her feelings? Um, I, I'm, I'm not going to work hard knowing that I did not do anything to hurt somebody. Um, I, I'm just not going there anymore. Um, I'm, I'm back here chuckling in the background because what's running through my mind is, boy, Anne, somebody gave you a magic wand. <laughs> and you no, they didn't give me a magic wand. I have just, I've had an epiphany and um, I, I'm just focusing on things that bring me joy. Yeah. I, I just, life is, it's such a cliche, but I've also learned in the past eight years, specifically the past eight years, that a lot of cliches 
have a lot of truth and power in them. And one of those cliches is life is too short. And, And I strongly believe that and life is too short to not set boundaries with manipulative people. And my time with those people is in my past. Yeah. No, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I just, I was also chuckling because I can't tell you how many times in the last two weeks I've used the phrase, I'm too old for this. Right. <laughs> not right. meaning I'm too old to try something. It's like, I'm just not doing that anymore. It's not worth my time, my energy, my brain cells. It's just like, why? Why would I be doing that? I've been a little bit Anne's known me a while. I've been a little bit that way most of my life, I will have to admit. Um, Not as much probably as I am now. And um, it's probably healthier for me now because I'm way more like that. I do want to talk for just a minute about structures um, before we run out of time here, what we mean by structures or routines. Um, I think one of the reasons is when you're going through a transition like divorce, a new career, um, becoming a leader, becoming a mother, having your children leave to go to college, all of all of any or all of those things. Um, I think you you sometimes feel like your life is a little bit out of control, right? Like you don't you you feel somewhat powerless or or overwhelmed very often, not always, but, you know. You can. And so I think that's to me where the structure and routine part comes in. When I get up in the morning, I since I was in college, the minute I'm out of my bed, I'm making my bed. Right. It's it's just a structure that I have in place. And it's one that has really served me over all of these years. I I. I just find it so helpful to do that. Another one that I have in place that I actually put in place probably during my divorce or just actually probably right before that, um, I typically exercise in the morning right away. Um, When I started working at home, I had to really put a structure in place because I wasn't going to an office, which took away a lot of my structure and a lot of my routines. And so I found the day could get away from me sort of, so to speak, didn't really run away from me, but I wasn't as productive if I didn't have some routines that I put in place. And I'm kind of what I would call, I think of routine sort of as people that are like almost OCD about this is the way it has to be an overplan and to people that are, you know, Lucy, what I would, my, my mother would call Lucy goosey, right. You know, that are, and we're everywhere on that continuum and at different times we need to be different ways. But so I'm sort of what I call a loose type person. There's some things that I like to really have structure and there are other things that I kind of like to go with the flow. Right. So, and I think both, but during times of transition, I found that I more structure and more routine has helped me. It sort of grounds me. Um, like I said, for me, it's getting up, making my bed right away. It's doing exercise. Like even today, I got up at 5.30, made my bed, did a two-mile walk, came home, and started getting ready for work. And that is just how starting my day that way makes a big impact for me. Um when I was homeworking, I would start that way. I would get up, ex- go and exercise with a friend of mine. And then we would go, everybody laughed at us. We would go to McDonald's after we went to the gym. Um, but we would have scrambled eggs and an English muffin with honey. 
and have a lovely conversation and whatever. And then when I would go home, I at that time I was working on one of my books and I would write until about one, one, two o'clock in the afternoon. I might have a little snack and then my kids would be home. And then I would find after my kids came home and we sort of got reconnected after school and whatever, I'd go back and write for another hour or two and then we would move into dinner in the evening. And so I had a sort of a loose tight structure, but without that, I never felt like I got anything done. So that's an example of a structure or a routine that has really helped me. I still go back to that when I'm stressed. I find I really go back to that because I feel grounded and I feel a little more in control. Yeah, absolutely. I One structure that I have in place that has really helped me, especially since I've been divorced and during the dating process and then remarrying um, is allowing myself enough time in the morning so that I am not rushed. I am a person who does not <laughs> like to be rushed. You know that, Shelly. I do not like to be rushed in doing anything. I like to take my time. So getting up early does not bother me. I like to get up early so that I have time to make my coffee, to smell the coffee as it's being brewed, to drink my coffee, to take my long bath, to, you know, decide what makeup I'm wearing, what outfit I'm wearing. I, you know, play with my cat, to talk with my husband. You know, when I was single, to sit and you know, enjoy my coffee and, you know, relax. And now I do breath work in the morning and, you know, I drink my water and my coffee and, you know, I listen to music. I listen to podcasts in the morning. I watch, I have some YouTube videos that I watch in the morning while I'm getting ready. But that is a structure that I have in place that grounds me for my day. Um, now, on the weekends... Uh, sometimes my husband likes to say, come on, just get up, throw on some clothes and let's go have some coffee and some breakfast. And I will do that because I enjoy my, my mornings with him. But other than that, I get up really early and enjoy my mornings very leisurely. Um, and then when I was teaching, I always had a lot of structure because I needed that. Uh, everything was well planned and well in advance so that I was not hurried and no one felt um, rushed in doing anything. So structure is very important. Uh, routines are important. And of course, again, those boundaries are very important. Um, just learning to savor every moment. And like we've said in other podcasts, you know, being in the moment, enjoying the smaller things. That's that's very important in your routines. This is one of the things that I really see um, here at school with middle schoolers is they really do thrive on structure. And yeah. I think it's, it's so interesting because it's predictable. And very often when you're going through a life transition, which is what middle school is, uh, a divorce, a leadership shift, something, you need some predictability because it feels like everything is unpredictable. 
right? And so that that that's what helps us sort of get that sense, which Anne is right on the money because when it comes to uh, mornings, uh, Anne and I are about as opposite as they come. In fact, I was giving myself kudos the other day because I figured out I could get up, make my bed, have my stuff ready for work, do my two-mile walk, have my shower and everything, and be out the door in 50 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so I just, it's so funny because that's one place we're very opposite, right? But we, we do enjoy so much, you know, some of the same things, right? I mean, I do like the sit down and relax and whatever, but, but routines and rituals, they're a good way for us to have some predictability at a very unpredictable time in our life. And I think that's part of our message today. So, Anne, we're just about at time here, believe it or not. Um, any thoughts you'd like to share here before we sign off? Just if for any of our listeners who are going through the toughest part of any transition, whether it's a separation, a divorce, or you're um, you know, making a career transition or a child's leaving home, you know, start a new routine for you. That was in, that was something that was important um, when I was um, going through the, the worst part of my divorce, living alone again. My child was leaving for college. You know, I you know, started a routine when I would come home from work. I was not used to being the only one there. I was used to, you know, coming home to my you know, beautiful home and noise because I had a teenager and I had a husband coming home from work. And then all of a sudden I was in this small apartment and it was quiet. And I only had my cat. And yeah, you know, I, I started routines. I started, you know, aromatherapy routines, I started exercise routines, I started music routines, just even if it was just 15 or 20 minutes. And I even started routines where I would take a drive after work and then go home and have quiet time in my apartment. So whatever it is, if you're going through the toughest time of a transition, you know, think about a routine that may just require the smallest amount of time and, and practice that, put that in place um, and see how that serves you for the, the upcoming week. Um, try it out. Try things until you find what works for you. It's very important to have routines, to have structure and to set some boundaries. Yeah, I would totally agree. I, I find now that when... Um, I go home. It can be as simple, like you said, it can be as simple as sitting down with a glass for me sometimes just with a glass of water and lighting some scented candles, right? Just, yes. just something that is um, for you, you know, creating a new ritual, a new routine and whatever. You, you said it so spot on. So we would love to hear from you. What are some boundaries that you've set in your life that have served you? Um, are there routines, structures, whatever that you've put in place that you think have helped you through a transition or a time that you have struggled with? 
as Anne usually says, we are trying to build community here. Um, that's what life is about. Uh, we are social beings. And so we hope you um, leave a comment if you're on Spotify um, or watch us on YouTube. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, connect with us. We want to build this community and we want to um, know you on a personal level. So I hope that each and every one of our listeners has a great rest of the week and um, we will be back next week. And um, I may have some stories because I'm going on a trip. <laughs> I went on a trip with a hundred uh, middle schoolers last week and I have stories, but <laughs> everybody um, create an amazing this week. Southern girls getting out of the South for a few days. So we'll see how that goes. You're going to cold country, my part of the world. That's right. So, all right. Enjoy people. All right. We'll see you next time. Bye everybody.